Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Had a good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Hope everybody's having a great day. Darren and Justin here with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio is where we are for the next two hours. Yes, sir. Cousin Devlin is alongside for the ride as well. He's probably exhausted because yesterday, right after we got off the airwaves, about 15 minutes later, it was Vanderbilt baseball pregame. Mm-hmm. First pitch was at 4.30, mm. Justin. I don't mm. know if you followed the Vandy baseball game. I did. Yesterday, they were hosting Evansville. Yes. Evansville is in Indiana. It is. Okay. It's where the OVC basketball tournament was. It's where Greg Pogue was mm-hmm. in Evansville. They have a casino in Evansville. They also have a baseball team. And um, that game ended, I think Devlin said, about 9.30. 9.30, exactly, yep. 9.30. Yeah. That's So let me do my Kentucky math. That's uh, five hours. Yeah, so much for fast baseball games. 17 glorious innings. Two to one, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't 1918. Jeez. Two to one. Jeez. And Vanderbilt pitching staff had, I think, 24 strikeouts. Is that right? Yeah, they broke the uh, Vanderbilt record, I believe, <laughs> for a single game and stri- for strikeouts in a single game. 24 strikeouts. <laughs> so two to one. Yes. Congratulations to Tim Corbin. Hey, got it done. They got it done. Got it done. In five hours. It took a little while. It did. Um, so, <laughs> SEC men's basketball tournament is cranked up. Of course, it was uh, it opened up last night. Yes, with a couple of victories. Ole Miss beat South Carolina. Ole Miss with their interim coaches, I think two and two. Now, yesterday, all the reports, and we brought this up on the show many times. Chris Beard seems to be the leader in the clubhouse. To be their next head coach will he be, does. which will be an unbelievable hire for Ole Miss as a college basketball coach. Yes. After that, I don't know. I don't know the other stuff because I don't know Chris Beard. I know why he got fired at Texas. I don't know him as a person, but as just a <laughs> college basketball coach, it is an unbelievable hire. Because quite honestly, in my opinion, now that Jay Wright is retired, Coach K is retired, he is a top five college basketball coach in the country. Would you agree? Yeah. He, he would have to be, given right? his record and his accomplishments. Yeah. yeah. He has to be. Yeah. And he could be in Oxford, Mississippi as the next Ole Miss coach. Now, there is – and then in the nightcap, it was LSU and Georgia mm-hmm. and the Tigers getting the win. So, yes. LSU and Vandy will be in the nightcap this evening. We'll uh, talk to Kevin Ingram to begin the second hour of the program. He was actually on the call for SEC radio last night. Very cool. For LSU and Georgia. So we got a little sneak peek of the Tigers, although Vanderbilt, as we know, has already played yeah. LSU. Appreciate so. Kev sparing some voice for us here. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, a lot of talking for Kev yeah. next few days. So he'll join us at 3 o'clock. Bronson Arroyo mm. will join us in about 10 minutes. Yes. He's going to call in. Uh, long-time big league pitcher. Yes. 17 years, I think. So uh, he's going to join us, and we'll tell you what he's up to these days. Mississippi State and Florida. Mississippi State was in control the first half. I watched the first half, didn't watch much of the second half. 
clearly Mississippi State wasn't very good in the second half because the Bulldogs were up 10 at half. Yep. That game has gone to overtime. It has. They've started overtime. 59-57 Mississippi State over Florida. Make it 60-57 over Florida. So Mississippi State right now in OT in the first game on the Thursday session at Bridgestone Arena. Mississippi State up three over Florida. The winner will take on Alabama tomorrow. Okay. So good luck with that. And then as soon as they wrap up, Darren... About 25 minutes later, they're set to tip off between Tennessee and Ole Miss, uh, the second game here. So, yeah, that is coming up. Yeah, well, now that it's OT, it'll yeah. be probably about a 245 tip, something at, like at that. Least. Closer yeah. to three. Something actually. like that. Yeah, yeah, probably closer to three. So, we'll keep you updated on all of that as um, I'm having trouble refreshing. Yeah, refreshing the refreshes uh, going. Yeah, there's a lot of scores, so why don't you relax? Uh, <laughs> some games that have gone final: Miami, the Hurricanes, the U defeats Wake Forest seventy four seventy two. Iowa mm. State beat Baylor seventy eight seventy two in Big Twelve play. Wow, mm. Marquette needed OT to beat St. John's seventy two to seven. How about that? Mm. And let's see if others of note. Let's see. VCU beat Davidson. By the way, we talked about the Bonnies being down. VCU yeah. is another one that's always been good over the years. Not a great Virginia season. Commonwealth. That. Yeah. Not not that good. Not common or wealthy year. this year. No, not 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 so much. And Rutgers beat Michigan 62-50. I think Boy, Michigan's Michigan, out, right? Yeah. I think they're out. Jeez. Don't you think? Disappointing like year. People think that they're I don't think they're in. I don't, I don't think so. I think they're out. Disappointing year for them. Yeah, I think Michigan is out. All right, before we need to take a break and get to Bronson Arroyo to uh, begin our Thursday McFarland show, there was a little session last night involving the Titans. Yesterday. Uh, Yesterday, uh, I mean. Yes, it's okay. Yesterday morning, there was a session uh, with the Metro Sports Authority. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, along with the lawyers for the city, informed the Sports Authority that uh, it is likely, and I want to put the quote directly, they say it is, quote, likely 2027, end quote, before the new stadium will be ready. Originally, the tra- uh, the path was on 2026 to have the stadium ready. It will not be ready by 2026. They do not believe. They now believe and are now planning and aiming for, essentially, uh, August of 27, before the stadium is open. But they've also given themselves a buffer, Darren. They say it could be as late as June of 2028, but I think they're doing that yeah. just to give themselves some breathing room some in the language yeah. of the contract just so you can't hold them to it. Look, 2026 was aggressive. I don't fault aggressive. That's fine. It was an aggressive timeline. I don't think any of us really thought they were going to be done by 2026 because we're sitting here in March of 2023. And they haven't even finalized anything. No, so, no. I think I, that was an attempt to get the World Cup. I, I get it. You know, yes. which is next uh, twenty twenty six. And I'm fine with that. Uh, they didn't win the bid, so I think once yeah. they didn't win the bid, Took I think the we all knew. Right, bit, we yeah. all knew that twenty six was probably not reality. They need to have it done. They need to be playing it in the twenty seven season. They really do. Yeah, they need to be playing it twenty. I get it. It's okay to give yourself wiggle room, throw out there, and it could be twenty twenty eight. You need to be playing in 2027. Yeah. Um, by the way, for those of you who love Nissan Stadium, 
uh, it will be going down. Uh, it's also in the contract that Nissan Stadium will be demolished within four months or 120 days. Four months of the opening of the new stadium, Nissan Stadium is going down. Yeah, and that's prime real estate, so they, they need to do that. Yeah. I mean, they need to. I mean, it doesn't need to stay there long. So. And it won't. <laughs> no. It won't It won't at all. No, it's going It's going under. Yep. Uh, also, by the way, we talked about Jim Beheim yesterday. Sure enough. Oh, he was for real. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was absolutely for real. He, he is hanging it up. His days at Syracuse are over. <laughs> After like, 79 seasons. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I, I was serious. I'm done. Well, how crazy is it that I said yesterday, yeah, after they lost, yeah, it's time for Jim Beheim to hang it up and yeah, move on. Yeah, he agreed. And he agreed. He must have heard me. He heard you. He's like, yeah, I agree with that Darren McFarland guy in Nashville. <laughs> I think it's over too, Darren. It's funny yeah. you should mention that. Yeah, he's a very agreeable guy. Yeah. yeah so I'm sure. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> or not. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back. Bronson Aurora will join us on the other side. Longtime pitcher in the big leagues. We'll tell you what he's been up to or what he is up to these days. We will do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Hey, guys, it's Zach. Gear up for golf at Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville during their March golf sale. Swing in and stock up on their huge selection of new and gently used golf gear and equipment. During their month-long March golf sale, you save 10% on all gently used golf clubs. They have the trained staff to help you find the perfect set of golf clubs, a golf bag, golf balls, or a travel golf carry bag for the upcoming season. And they will also buy the golf gear you're no longer using. That's right, every day, all day, you can get cash on the spot for your underused golf gear. They also buy baseball, lacrosse, football, soccer, disc golf, plate weight, hockey gear, and the treadmill that is transformed into a clothes hanger. If you have gear you no longer use or doesn't fit, trade it in for either cash or for store credit towards your next purchase. And you can trust me, not only am I a spokesperson, but I'm a customer. You can always find me in the golf section over at the Hendersonville store. Check out Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Tell them your friend Zach over here at Nashville Sports Radio sent you. That's Play It Against Sports in Brentwood and Hendersonville. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Celebrate the history of our national pastime at the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown. 
See priceless treasures that'll bring your baseball memories to life. Connect with events that have shaped and changed the game and our country. Our stories to tell, your memories to share. Plan your visit today at baseballhall.org. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Cool song bringing us back from the break. Darren and Justin here with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio here on a semi-nice day here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, it's not that bad. Cool jam, right? Absolutely. Our next guest, speaking of jamming, he likes to jam. Might know something After about spending, that. yeah, 17 seasons in the big league, and he is Bronson Arroyo, who joins us, former big league pitcher. Bronson, how we doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing fantastic. So that was my little tease, because obviously you're not a pitcher anymore. You're not a you're not a skipper. You're not doing anything with the game. You've kind of moved on to music, which I've got to ask before we get into that. Is that a, is that something you know? Ever players always have something on the side that they do. You know, I, I was just talking to the backup goalie for the Predators, and he talks about reading books all the time, Kevin Lankinen. He just he reads books on road trips, in the team hotel. Everybody's kind of got their thing. Was music always your thing? Did you always have a guitar in your hand? Were you always out there on karaoke nights? How did this all come about? Yeah, it started back in Double A. You know, the first few years in the minor leagues, I didn't have it around me, but I was I was starting to sing a little bit of karaoke and kind of got interested. You know, the early '90s, that stuff that came out of Seattle, a lot of the what you were just playing there, the Pearl Jam Ten record, you know, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, those those albums just you know brought my ears to life. It was like I don't know where this music is coming from, but it's fantastic, and it got me thinking about performing a little bit. And so you'd sing a little bit, and then. Somebody gave me an acoustic guitar, and next thing you know, you're playing around a campfire, and then you play an open mic night, and it just started building, on, you know, on on a foundation of music that felt like it was something I couldn't put down in my life. And so now, at this point, after playing baseball for you know the better part of my entire life, from the time you're a five year old kid until I was forty, you know, you need something to dig into a little bit. It it feels nice to to not have to go to work, but a lot of times, if you sit at home for seven straight days, you're looking for something to do. And for me, it's been that music. It has so much that now you formed a band and you're out, you're out playing in front of big crowds, uh, Bronson Arroyo and the O fours, uh, which, you know, if you think mm-hmm. about it, um, yeah. that kind of makes sense. If they followed your baseball career, I guess that was a pretty, it's kind of like the McFarland show, Bronson. <laughs> My name is Darren McFarland. He's Justin McFarland. Hi. It didn't take very long for us to come up with the McFarland show. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, and that, that's that's exactly why the name of the band is Bronson Roy and the O Four. I mean, part of it was the fact that I've been friends with these guys since 2004. We won a World Series that year with the Red Sox, but it's also 
four guys playing behind me that I wanted to be recognized. You know, I mean, Tom Petty is not Tom Petty without the Heartbreakers, right? It's like, yeah, he might write a lot of the stories in those songs, but without the Heartbreakers, it doesn't come to life. And that's that's kind of the way I felt about this band. You know, a lot of these stories came from my mind, but a lot of the riffs came from the guys in the band. And what what the album sounds like musically is all because of them sonically. You know, I didn't really play instruments on the record. I was just singing. And, um, you know, the energy in the songs and the backup vocals, the three-part harmonies, it's it's all because of the 04 band. And, and, and it's nice to have guys that you feel like childhood friends, you know, to produce a record with you in a room without any distraction and have anybody telling you what to do and have it come out the way you want it. Yeah, the 04s, their background, as you know, is no joke. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they've they been with some, some big artists. Uh, how did your relationship form with the 04s? How, how, how long have you known these guys? So I met him, I met him in the spring training of 04. I was actually, um, you know, I was kind of the music guy in that Red Sox locker room, always had an acoustic guitar and was playing in between, you know, batting practice in the game a lot of times. And and so they they came to me and said, hey, American Hi-Fi's in town, and they're, they're playing a show. And that happened to be Jamie Aronson, my one guitar player's college band. And uh, drumming on that tour was a guy named Eric Gardner, who plays on this album as well. And so over the years, we just became buds. You know, we they would come to baseball games. You know, they'd come to playoff games. I'd throw batting practice to these guys in the off seasons. We would play charity shows for Theo Epstein and Peter Gammons up in New England um, to raise money for, for their foundations. And, um, you know, it just felt like a band of brothers. And we'd, we'd always play music and play cover songs. And one day, you know, I, I just thought, you know, we sh- we should write a record. And we, we talked about it for a long time. But nobody, I don't think anybody was really going to make it happen unless kind of like I got out of the seat and started writing some of the stuff. So I went out to L.A. I grabbed some riffs from their old iPhones and brought them back to Cincinnati and just started finishing songs. Wow. that That is fantastic. Jeez. Now, I also understand the dynamic. Now, I've been in Nashville for 25 years, Bronson. But before I came here, I was living in Cleveland, Ohio in the 95, 96, 97 Cleveland Indians team, I was covering them. Uh, and so I was in that clubhouse all the time when, when all that was coming together. Obviously, that was two World Series appearances mm-hmm. for those Indians. But I also know being here in Nashville, whether it's the Titans or the Predators, there's got to be somebody in charge of the music in the room. And you think, well, that's a cool thing. Well, also, it's it's a cool thing, but you, you got to make sure – it doesn't always go smooth and go over with your teammates. Like I'll just let you in. Like Jim Tomey and Kenny Lofton, I witnessed like a a heated debate over the music in the clubhouse back in the day with those Indians teams. Were you the guy in charge of music? You you said that, but you had a guitar. But I'm talking about the music blaring in the clubhouse. Yeah, well, you know, by the time I got to Cincinnati, I was kind of a veteran guy. I'd won a World Series, and it was a pretty young pretty young team once Griffey Jr. and Adam Dunn had left, kind of that Scott Hatterberg mm. group of guys had taken off. But um, So I was in charge of the music most of the time. But back in the Red Sox days, I definitely wasn't. That was usually David Ortiz or uh, Kevin Millar a lot of times was doing that. And back in my old pirate days, man, I wouldn't even have dared touch the radio back then. I mean, you had to, you had to ask permission <laughs> to eat your dinner when you, when you were 22 years old in the big leagues for the first time. Uh, Bronson, I I have never seen you play in the big leagues uh, at all, sir, despite your uh, long and illustrious career. I have seen you play, though, and the last time I saw you play was over at a place called Greer Stadium that is no longer there, and you were playing for this team called the Nashville Sounds, sir. And I have to ask, now that I know you're in, you're in music, your time here in Nashville, even though I know you were working hard at being a pitcher and all of that, did it have any influence on you at all, being here among all the, the entertainment here in town? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I grew up in a small town um, north of Tampa called Brooksville, and I had a buddy who was living in Nashville for a long time, and his wife was working 
um, with Kenny Chesney and his company. And, and so when I came to town, they said, hey, if you need a hot meal man or you need a place to stay, just let us know. And I played parts of three seasons in Nashville from 99 through 2002. And, uh, you know, just to go downtown and, and to see, you know, go to a place like Tootsie's or go, you know, to the Bluebird Cafe and hear people just – you know, telling a real story, man, and, and, and playing music right in front of your face like that, you know, it, it was definitely, you know, extra fuel on the fire. I mean, I already was in love with music in a lot of ways, traveling around in the minor leagues, listening to, you know, Hootie and the Blowfish and, and uh, the Counting Crows and, and Pearl Jam and, yeah. and Tom Petty, you know, but, but to see it right in front of your face was kind of a different thing, and it, and it kind of got me thinking, like, performing might be fun, and, you know, as those years you're playing an acoustic guitar in, in, the, in the locker room, you're thinking, I'm going to play at a dive bar one day, and then I'm going to play somewhere else, you know, and that's kind of like this peeling back the layers of being a performer, and it's, it's what's so fun about it. You know, people always say about the Nashville scene, they're always surprised by how talented people are because there's so many of them. So a lot of times we take it for granted, but a musician such as yourself, did you notice how much it jumped off the plate when you know when you saw uh, the level of people who were performing downtown at some little bar? You said, "Man, this this person's really good." But I'm really gonna oh, have to absolutely. step it up here yeah. because you know this guy's playing a dive bar in front of 800, pe- you know, <laughs> 80 people, and you know this is he's really really good. Yeah, there's so many good players in Nashville. You know, we, we've always known it was that type of city, and you could, you know, you could be in in Memphis, Tennessee, and maybe just sitting on a street corner with a guy with a cup on the ground, he's collecting some change, and maybe he'll be decent or maybe not. But it's hard to run into a musician in Nashville that doesn't sound great. You know, I mean, you just you you feel like they're falling off trees every day, and 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 a lot of times, you know, for myself, I wasn't. I don't feel like I'm a natural singer. I don't. I don't have you know a great ear. You know, it's been a lot of hard work over the years just trying to get to a place where you feel comfortable on the stage. And and I'm sure a lot of people felt that way. But in Nashville, you know, it was definitely a highlight of my minor league career, without question, to see some of the live acts play in that town. Uh, I, I can't let you go, uh, Bronson. Now, talk. Can we talk a little baseball? Or do we have to stick to music oh, yeah. here? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, listen. The rule changes, Bronson. Listen, they sprung it on me. I wasn't ready. I didn't know we were doing all of this. This year, I didn't know. I have to admit, I didn't know. This caught me off guard. Until we're, we're watching spring training we're watching games. Spring, I was like, wait a minute. I thought that was just an experiment. We're doing this? You know, talk about the changes here, Bronson. Which change do you like the most? Which change do you like the least? I think, uh, oh, you know, I, I think the, um, the pitch clock's not bad. You know, I always pitched at a, at a quick pace. You know, as years has gone on, guys have stepped out of the box and pitchers are getting more... I don't wouldn't say superstitious, but you just get into a weird routine where it takes you just too long to throw. You can't be throwing the ball every 30 seconds. You know, it's nice that they're speeding that up a bit. I think the one that I dislike the most is only being able to pick a runner off two times, two attempts at picking a guy off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that changes the whole running game, and, and I'm very interested. I have not seen a game yet where a pitcher has thrown over twice, and now I want to see how big of a lead this guy gets because he knows he can steal. So it's, it's, it's going to change the landscape a little bit. Um, you know, but I, I think I enjoy that they're taking the shift away. Um, the bigger bases shouldn't affect anybody, even though it might look a little strange out there. But, but uh, you know, it's an ever-changing landscape, man. Everything is always evolving. Sometimes it feels like they're, 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 they're taking too much of the specialness of the old time away from the game. But then five years later, you look at it and you say, hey, man, you know, instant replay is pretty cool. So, you know, I try not to be too harsh on my criticisms off the top. It's a good way to approach it because, honestly, that's just how it works in life, right? When none of us really yeah. embrace change. Remember when the Nets first went up uh, to protect the fans? Everybody went nuts. Nobody complains about the Nets anymore because if you go to enough games, you just 
you just know it's part of it. You don't even think about it anymore. Where yeah. at first you're like, oh, it's going to impede my vision. Um, I can't see any of that. No, it doesn't. You're, you're fine. They, they do it in hockey. They do it in other sports. I, I do want to know, Bronson, these extra large pizza boxes out there as bases. You, you brought that up. I think the interesting part for us just observers, cover the game, watch the game, I didn't know this was a big deal. I didn't know this was like a real conversation piece. And then it was like, boom, we're going to have bigger bases. Well, it's for player safety. I was like, have players been getting have, hurt have because of those, the bases? Yeah, have I missed have those I conversations? Missed this whole time? Yeah. How did that? Yeah, I, I had heard a lot about it either. But, okay. you know, coming up with the Pirate organization when I was young, um, Jason Kendall was an all-star catcher for the Pirates back in the day. And, mm. and he he broke his ankle really nasty by, by uh, landing on the, the first baseman's foot. And uh, if you saw that live and in person, you might think it's a good idea. But but otherwise, I mean, you only see that happen, you know, you know once a year. So I wasn't really sure where that came from. I don't know if the players proposed it or if the union proposed it or if the owners proposed it. I'm not sure. But I didn't know much about it before it came out either. You're going to be playing. Uh, you and the 04 is going to be down in Tampa at Raymond James uh, Stadium grounds. It's going to be a two-day festival, which Very is cool. huge acts. Um, that's going to be really cool coming up on March 19th. Do you have any idea – if uh, your guys are going to be speaking of Nashville, circling around, playing in Nashville anytime in the near future, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're going to. You know, we're playing that show, and then we've got a show in April uh, up in New England at a place called City Winery for Theo Epstein's foundation on April 15th. But um, you know, with Eric Eric Gardner drumming for Melissa Etheridge, and she likes to be out on the road about 100 days a year. And Miley Cyrus has been doing some good some good stuff out there as well. And my guitar player, Jamie Aaron's in place for her. It's, it's like trying to find these pockets of time uh. where we can find a place to get together and, and tour a little bit. But I think we're going to come through all the major cities. We should hit Nashville. We should hit New York. We should hit Chicago, LA. We're going to, we're going to definitely try to make that happen sometime this summer. Well, just so you know, we do have a city city winery, downtown Nashville. We do big, great Very venue. Cool. There you go. So you can set up there, set up shop there. Bronson really enjoyed it. Appreciate the visit. Keep having fun with this, and I hope people check out your music. All right, man. The McFarlands, thanks for having me. All right. That is Bronson Arroyo. 17 seasons in the big leagues. Now it's Bronson and the O4s, and some might say is the name of their album. And and two and a half years with the Nashville Sounds. You just never know who you're seeing over there. Yeah. That's... That's I remember him vividly, and that's so crazy to think. But nope. that's uh, that's just awesome. It, it is interesting that a guy would spend 17 years in the big leagues, and that's a pretty. As he said, look, there's no pressure. He made a lot of money as a professional baseball player, but yeah. to step out there with no real background, just other than I I enjoyed it, I loved doing it, but no, you know that that wasn't his his passion has always been trying to hone his craft as a professional baseball player. Yeah. To yeah. now step out there in this world is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a passion. As a lead singer. Yeah, as a lead singer. But, you know, if you find the right people sometimes, or if you want something, you know, bad enough at times, you know, you can find the right people to fulfill whatever it is you're looking for. And what he's describing is something that is very common here in the musicians, uh, the people in the music industry, which is, you know, half of everybody here in Nashville, uh, knows this, and that is, you know, these bands, some of these bands, their main deal is playing in the band for a, a bigger artist. So now they're trying to find time 
away from that bigger artist like a Miley Cyrus to do your own thing and play your own band and do your own side tour. It is a common thing. I hear people talk about all the time uh, when they reschedule shows sometimes because of a rain out or whatever. You know, sometimes the artist will say, yeah, I mean, I can do it. But the problem is I got two members of my band who already had gigs booked somewhere else. So, you know, I can't just come back here without them. It is a common thing. The logistics of of music and live shows is a bigger deal than a lot of people realize. Yep. Yep. Very cool. So we appreciate Bronson. Join us. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour. Like I said, Kevin Ingram will join us from the SEC basketball tournament at Bridgestone Arena to begin the second hour of the program. Of course, Vanderbilt and LSU will do battle this evening. But we'll take your phone calls at 615-844-5600 as the McFarland Show rolls along here on this Thursday. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds! Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR SkyScan forecast. For today, we'll have clouds and showers, a high temperature 60. Showers tonight tapering off late, below 46. Partly sunny Friday, high 58. Partly sunny Saturday. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. 
The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. Back here on the McFarland Show, you can watch us every day Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 615 844 5600. Let's get things started on the phone lines with Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey guys, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, a couple of things. I don't know if you've seen the latest, like the Darty thing. He knows he has now expanded the as next four out. He doesn't have the first four out, but he had him on the list as next four out. It certainly helps that Michigan lost today. I think also Wisconsin lost, but of course they have to win tonight, and then I think they have to beat Kentucky. And they'll probably, I don't know if they'll be in if, if they don't win the next game after that, but that's the thing. If they get to the SC Championship game, depending on what happens in the conference tournament. I think it's a good shot they'll get in, but we'll see what happens. Uh, um, I think if they get to the SC, if they get to Sunday, I think yeah, yeah think they're they, in yeah. at that. There's yeah. not really yeah. much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the game yeah. is the game is tomorrow. Tomorrow night is the yeah, game for yeah. them. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, to, to whether we'll see or not, and depending on what else happens, I think they might be in. But it's but you don't want to take a chance where you know it could be sweating depending on what happens in some of these other conference tournaments. But we'll see. As far as football, a couple of things I want to talk to you about. I don't know if you heard about this, but then the last couple of hours, have you heard the report that the Rams are shopping Matthew Stafford? Yeah, yeah, they're 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 done. They they accomplished what they yeah. needed yeah, to accomplish, and now it's a fire sale. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's, they're trying to I guess cut payroll and all that type of stuff because I guess they're going to go with Baker Mayfield. They, I don't know, of course, they're not going to be able to get what they gave up for him a first round draft pick because I don't think they have a first round draft pick to win this. 2026 or 2027 that they have a first-round draft pick. You know who they are, Eric? You know, this is uh, in line with our, our guest we just had on, Bronson Arroyo. Um, yeah. They are the 97 Marlins, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the 97 Marlins Man. unfortunately won the World Series in seven Man. games over my beloved yeah, Indians. And yeah. now, now Guardians, but then Indians. And they blew it up. Wayne Huizinga blew it up. The thing, yeah. the thing was so hilarious when they went everybody was saying, oh, this is the next dynasty. I said, please. Nah. I, I was not buying that. But the people were calling them a dynasty. And I said, nope. Yeah. But, of course, now you, you've got the fact that uh, they got rid of Bobby Wagner. They're probably going to cut Allen Robinson third. They're trying to trade Drain LaRamsey. So this team is just, they're making moves left and right. And I thought with all that going on, that I don't know if McVay would be back, but apparently he's planning on coming back. But it's just going to be interesting to see how that team is next year. And then lastly, and, I, and I'll get off after this, guys, is the whole Lamar Jackson deal. I've heard people have shot in collusion and racism, which I don't buy either one. Due to the fact that, one, uh, uh, the top three high-speed quarterbacks are back. Also, the the fact that, guys, I don't buy collusion. The thing is, you can't make an offer to him anyway right now. The earliest you can make off, uh, an offer to him, I think, is Monday at noon, and Baltimore would have 48 hours to, to match that. And also the fact you're taking a look at whether it's fair or not. He's one and three in the playoffs. He did win an MVP, but that was 2019. This is a what have you done for me now, Lee. Uh, the last two years he's been hurt. That's a total of 10 games the last two years. 
the only two quarterbacks right now I might guarantee that money to, and that would be Patrick Mahomes is definitely one. Maybe Joe Burrow and maybe, maybe Josh Allen, but I can't think of too many of the quarterbacks I would pay guaranteed money to. Do you really think that the team, they're going to guarantee him that much money and be willing to give up two first-round draft picks? I just don't see it. And the other thing is, remember one of the things, you remember the controversy a number of years ago when Al Painsworth left here and the Washington team signed him, and I bless was it like 12-1? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was wild. So as some people thought that they were uh, tampering. But, of course, that turned out to be a big bust for him. But uh, we'll see what happens. I shall take care and we'll talk to you. Thank you, Eric. Thank um, you, Eric. Appreciate thank it. you for bringing this up because this is something that I, I do want to talk about. Go for Because it. I've had a lot of people – reach out to me and have had a lot of sports talk radio conversations off the air about this. Okay. Right. So let's, let's, let's go do down that rabbit hole, Justin. I'm ready. I I agree with what Eric was at one. I'll tell you what I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of. Oh, okay. I'm getting a little bit tired of the former athletes, former athletes on ESPN getting on all their platforms oh, okay. And throwing out the collusion. And look, I get it. They were players, and players are going to take up for players. I understand that. Okay. And they want all the players to get paid. But there are two sides to this there's a player side slash agent side, and then there is a business side that owners, that is their business. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is a big business. So I understand it, but I don't need you beating the desk. Every time a guy is his contract is up and you are screaming at the owners to pay them top dollar. Okay, I get it. You're you're taking up for athletes. You were an athlete. Okay, that's fine. But let's stop going down this collusion and, and stop throwing it around this word. It's thrown around too loosely. I don't know if you saw on first take the little exchange. Between Kendall Perkins and J.J. Redick? Yeah, I did see that. Okay. Well, they have a lot of exchanges. Oh, oh which, okay. Which topic are you talking about? Because I've seen something else. So tell me which topic Basically, you're talking about. Basically, Kendall Perkins, the same thing. The collu- you know, the collusion, the owners are colluding, and J.J. Redick took exception. Or was it? It was about, what were they? I haven't seen that one, then. No, you ha- You probably, if you've been following this, uh, you're right, there's been several <laughs> layers to it. Stephen Let's A. Smith. He got in trouble with Bob Cousy a couple of weeks ago, no, and, you know, J.J. No. Reddick did is what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yes. So I've seen um, a lot on that, and, you know. Look, J.J. Reddick is very outspoken. Kendall yeah. Perkins is very outspoken. He is. Uh, it does make for must-see TV. That's what they're there for. Um, But... J.J. Reddick basically accused Kendall of, like, let's stop having these shows. They, they've turned into clickbait shows, and we're we're trying to throw stuff out there. Turned into? <laughs> what show has hey, he been watching? I'm the messenger, hey, Justin. been watching this show for 15 years. What are you talking? It's the original clickbait. What are you talking about? It's, it's first take. It's Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. What are you talking yeah, about? Okay. Are I you look- kidding me? <laughs> He is turning into or we did around the horn and then the other thing. I mean, listen, we we've left yeah, that that ship has sailed a long time ago. I mean, we we are okay. That ship is not at port anymore. I mean, seriously, yeah. man. All right, we're getting way off. I'm time. sorry. Yeah, we, I, I don't I don't want to go don't, down that road. Like, right, let's just table. Like, so let's just throw off all that to the side. Sure. Like I, I this morning on Get Up, 
Bart Scott is screaming from the mountaintops hey, to pay, pay Lamar Jackson. Pay Lamar Jackson. Pay. Well, I'm going to just pause for just a second. You know, everybody on ESPN, get those shows, get up, first take, all, all of them screamed and pounded the desk to pay Dak Prescott. Right? Yes. Same speech. Well, he got paid. Let me ask you something today. Has it been a good business move so far? To pay Dak Prescott? Yeah, the, the well, big, big contract. They haven't won the Super Bowl. so Have they won a playoff game? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they yeah. won one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends on it depends on what your definition of success happens to be. So are they in a better situation now with Dak Prescott versus not signing him? I think that's up for debate. I can't say it's a slam dunk one way or the other, honestly. Honestly, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if it's I, you know. I'm just telling you. Are they a one opinion, playoff win team without Zach Prescott? I mean, since, uh, I get it because it's the same stuff we've been talking about. If you yeah. don't move forward with him, then what's your backup? Yeah, option? what are you doing? Right, what Is are you Cooper doing? Cooper Rush going to get you to you know no. twelve and five in a? In a I, mean, I don't think so, but I, no. But he's been very. He hasn't been that good since that big contract. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. it, this past season we talked about it every week when we did our sure, top ten. Sure, he was terrible. He was horrible. Uh, times, yeah. For a lot of the season, he was horrible. Mm-hmm. He really was. I know because he was my fantasy football okay. quarterback. So I, I watched him very closely. He wasn't very good. He, he was he, not a guy getting paid that contract that he's been paid. The point of all this is, and again, we've I've gotten really, really sidetracked. I'm here. sorry. Go ahead. No, it's not you. <laughs> I keep going down these other paths. I want to stick to Lamar Jackson. Everybody, you know, oh, they just – if you are okay, when the Deshaun Watson deal happened, mm-hmm. okay, we didn't have this show yet. No. Okay. This was pre us. Actually, I was on another show. Okay. Okay. Another station. But you know the lay of the land. When that deal happened, yeah. What was the sentiment? What was the reaction by most? That this is radical at best <laughs> and a ginormous risk that they are taking. And that it was going to reset the market for quarterbacks, which was going to be the bigger issue. Were a lot this. of people heaping praise on this deal? No. Okay. On that deal? No. Right. Okay. So. I'm not even sure the Browns fans were. The, well, yeah. I, you're right. I I know. I've got them. So, I talked to them. They, a lot of them were like, uh, look, I want us to have a franchise quarterback. But, but this, ma- is, but this is crazy. <laughs> so, the point is, it was met with not a mixed bag. Most people had, were raising, you know, the rock. Yeah, they had one eyebrow raised way up there, yeah. going. It, it was questionable what? at best. What? What? Yeah. what did you do? You did what? Yeah. Why would the Baltimore? So I get. I understand. This is what I've been trying to tell. I understand both sides. I understand what Lamar Jackson is doing. I get it. Mm-hmm. I also understand what the Ravens are doing. Lamar Jackson's like Daniel Jones just got forty million per year. Derek Carr just got forty million per year. I'm better than them, and I agree with him. He is. Yeah, they're getting paid forty million yeah. per year. Yeah, we talked about this this week, right? Yeah, the quarterback market is absurd. Yeah, it's absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's out of whack. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, but this is where they are. This is where we are. Is he better than them? Yeah, but why would Baltimore? So Baltimore could say, "We love you," but why would we sign up for a bad deal? 
another bad deal. Why do we have to sign up for a bad deal? Because they signed up for a bad deal. Because that's the market. Yeah, but no, no. I have always said for years and years and years, if I'm a general manager, because I know that's what agents do. Well, so-and-so got, well, yeah, but we don't agree with that contract. We don't think it's a good contract. We wouldn't give that contract. So why do we want to sign up? Just because that team chose to sign up for that bad contract. It's going to be a bad contract. Yeah. When when San, when San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. got acquired Eric Carlson and gave him the moon, I said it at jump. I said, that is a horrible, horrible contract. That is going to bite them in the butt. It is not going to elevate the Sharks. They're going to pay for that. They, they, that is going to be a big mess and a headache down the road. It didn't take long, mm-hmm. and it was a big mess and a big headache. So why would other teams sign up for that if if other agents are going, well, look at Eric Carlson. My player's better than him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I want to sign up for their bad contract. Yeah. So why would teams want to sign up for Cleveland's bad contract? Or at least that's what we all feel today. Maybe it turns out – Maybe things turn around. I don't know. But yeah. right now, that is a contract that makes sense to no one. So why would the Ravens sign up for a contract that makes sense to no one? All right. But so, I understand Lamar going, but he but he look what he got. Yeah. Like I get that. This is a situation where you have to ask yourself the core question: what is it worth to you? We just got finished talking about the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford being on the market and the fact that they traded the farm and everybody to assemble themselves an all-star team Mm -hmm. in an effort to win the Super Bowl. And it worked. And it worked. They won the Super Bowl. So I don't—does it feel as bitter in Los Angeles that they're having a fire sale? It doesn't feel that bitter to me if I'm a Rams fan. I got my ring. I got my banner. I got my moment. I'm good. You got your Lombardi? I got my Lombardi. I got a trophy. You got, I got we shirts good. and banners. Yep. Listen, man, y'all need a fire sale? Parade, hugs, video. Listen. Champagne. Go for it. <laughs> if you need to have a fire sale, if it's time to take it all apart, I'm sad. Yep. Do it. I understand, though. But that's who they are. As a organization and as a fan base here, the New York Giants paid Daniel Jones forty million dollars a year because Daniel Jones is worth forty million dollars a year. No, Daniel Jones is worth forty million dollars to them as a franchise, not necessarily forty million dollars in the open market per se. Because I don't know if another team would have given him forty million dollars if Daniel Jones showed up on the doorstep of another team that needed a quarterback, fill in the blank, the Houston Texans. You think the Houston Texans are going to give him $40 million a year? Probably not. He's worth $40 million to the New York Giants because they actually won a playoff game and became relevant for the first time in a decade, which they have a lot of pressure to do in their particular market because they're the Giants Mm -hmm. and they have to compete for market attention with the Yankees and the Knicks and the Nets and all the the rest of it there. The Mets and the rest. Okay. Rangers. And so now yep. let's let's head down. By the, the way, interstate. they drafted him sixth overall here in this city. Yes. At which yes. All right. So let's get in the car and go down I ninety five a little bit and let's go to Baltimore. Baltimore is looking at a situation where maybe they don't want to pay Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, a multi-million dollar, you know, $230 million, fully guaranteed guaranteed contract because, because, Darren, their fan base and their organization has something that has happened to them twice without Lamar Jackson. What is that? Hmm. 
Uh, they, they won the Super they Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. So they don't, in their mind, if I'm the owner, if I'm uh, Steve Bricotti, Prashadi, Prashadi, yep. sitting across the table, I've got Lombardis in the back of me and going, you know, these Lombardis aren't that old. As a matter of fact, there's still guys playing in the league who won these things yep. right now. So we won these things without you. So why do we have to give you $300, $400 million just so you don't go away because we can lose the risk of winning more of these when we already have these? Okay, so and, and his fan base isn't chomping at the bit to win a Super Bowl because they have recent Super Bowl memories well, to live off of. Well, they've won two in the 2000s. So. They've got recent Super Bowl memories to go off of. The Browns gave that incredible, amazing contract to Deshaun Watson because— They haven't even built a trophy they, case yet. They haven't been to the Super Bowl, let alone won one, and their fan base is desperate to get some uh, big-time victories in their building. And if you say to yourself, after this long of a drought, if I got to pay $400 million to finally get a seat at the elite table, fine. We'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes because we have been starving around here for decades. It depends on who you are as an organization. And there's another organization out there in the same situation, Darren, who would have given Lamar Jackson this money. I don't know who they are. Maybe the Detroit Lions. Maybe mm-hmm. um, maybe the New York Jets. You know, maybe another organization. But the Baltimore Ravens, they don't have to do that. Their fan base doesn't require it of them. They will rebuild, and they will do something else. Their pride and joy is defense anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what they you know, built themselves on. That's who they are historically. They can tell Lamar Jackson, listen, man, we, can, we have figured this out. We have figured this out without you before, and we can do it again. So either you want this money or you don't. But we don't have to do you. what's going to happen. And you leave, and then what's going to happen? We're going to not win the Super Bowl when you leave? Well, we've been not winning the Super Bowl when you're here. So, so now what's going to happen? <laughs> All right, that's good. That's really good. That's really good. That's true. I mean, they won a Super Bowl in 2000. They won a Super Bowl in 2012. There's all that. That's a that's a mass um, population of their fan base. Yeah. that have experienced two Super Bowl wins. The Dallas Cowboys have to give Dak Prescott the money because they haven't won the Super Bowl since the mid 90s. Right. And they want, they really, really want to win the Super Bowl in Dallas. They do. Badly. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show, and we'll do that next. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% 
100% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Indeed you are. Thank you, big voice guy. Mississippi State gets it done 69-68 in OT. So Mississippi State advances. Florida, thanks for playing. This season is over for you. Although, I guess, you know, they go to NIT or something, maybe. 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 Possibly. Maybe. CIT. They still do CIT. I don't think so. I haven't heard of that in do a while. Do they do ACT? Yeah, still they still doing, do ACT. They yes. still do an ACT? Yeah, but you don't need a basketball for that. Oh, okay. There's a lot of these but yeah, the, secondary the tournaments. ACTs will be, uh, the ACTs will be starting up very soon, as okay. a matter of fact. Okay. Um, Tennessee and Ole Miss. Ole Miss about to tip. No, they have tipped. They have tipped. Tipped. They have, they tipped. have they started. They are playing. Uh, and it is 11 to 10 right now, Vols, over mm-hmm. the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm trying to think if there's anything else of note. We told you that um, Michigan lost earlier today. That's not good for them. No. Could be good for Vandy, though. Could be. The Michigan loss. You know, you got to watch the other bubble teams around 
I know Michigan was one of them. So Michigan faltering like this could be uh, could be very good. Duke very good for, is for just pounding Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pounding Jeez. them. I just see the score now, 68-39. Yeah. I mean, they are just Boy, annihilating the Panthers. Jeez. Pittsburgh, which is a is a team that Vanderbilt beat earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick thing, and this is a very small thing. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and this is appropriate for right now because I didn't want to spend the, an entire segment talking about this. But the fact that Kevin Durant in the NBA didn't play last night because he tweaked his ankle in warm-ups. He has yet to debut with the Suns, even after the trade all this time ago, because he just can't he can't get on the floor. He's yet to debut at home. He's yet to debut at home. Thank you, Devlin. He's yet to debut to at say, home. He's played with them. He's yet to debut at home, though. Yeah. So you paid all the money. You were so excited. You bought the jersey. You got to the arena, and he's not playing because he turns it in warm-ups? Ugh. Just... By the way, every time I look at the Grizzlies, the news just keeps getting oh, worse. Steve Adams, man. And worse and worse. It's just, man. This so much season, promise. I know. Gone. It is going the wrong way. Steven Adams is done for the regular season. Yeah. Dylan Brooks. Did you see Draymond Green was yeah. going nuts on Dylan Brooks? All right. That'll do it for the first hour. We'll come back. We'll catch up with KI. We'll do that next. ABC News, I'm Jacqueline Lee. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is being treated at a Washington hospital after a fall last night. A spokesperson says the 81-year-old will stay in the hospital for several more days. Republicans and Democrats are sending well wishes, including President Biden. President Biden says he and the First Lady are wishing Senator Mitch McConnell a speedy recovery and look forward to seeing him back on the Senate floor. McConnell's in the hospital being treated for a concussion after tripping at a dinner event Wednesday evening in Washington. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. President Biden is in Philadelphia unveiling his budget wish list for the next fiscal year. It includes expanding the child tax credit and establishing national paid family leave. The president wants to pay for the programs with a 25% tax on billionaires and reversing tax cuts for the wealthy. Jobless claims tick upward last week compared to the prior week, signaling the Fed's interest rate hikes are helping cool the labor market and helping tame inflation. This is ABC News. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pi customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pi Insurance. We heard about Pi Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pi a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPi.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate, so your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pi. It's as easy as Pi to get the savings you deserve. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour rolling along here on this Thursday afternoon. McFarland Show, Tennessee and Ole Miss at Bridgestone Arena, tied at 15. A piece. Darren and Justin with you. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Let's bring in Kevin Ingram. Kevin, in the first hour, we had Bronson Arroyo of your former Reds. It's been a long time with the Reds. 17 years in the big leagues. Now he's a musician. He's got his own band. Yeah, he's, he's had his own band for a long time. Like He, he played when he uh, was in the big leagues. Um, in fact, I think he even had a, an issue with carpal tunnel at one point from playing the guitar, but you know, he was a guy who just could pitch forever. I mean, you know, just could get out there and give you as many innings as you needed, but oh, he seemed like an interesting cat. I, I can remember when he played for the Nashville sounds, like before he went to the big leagues with the pirates. And I went down there in the clubhouse at Greer stadium one time to, uh, to do an interview with him. He's like sitting down there playing the guitar. It was like a scene out of Bull Durham or something, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting dude. And, uh, he had a long and really good major league career. Yeah, I said to him, I go, Bronson, Arroyo, and the 04s. I was like, how did you come up with your, uh, you know, your band <laughs> name? I was like, uh, it sounds like the same group that uh, put together the McFarland show put together your band name. <laughs> it's from the World Series win for the yeah, Red Sox, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, I mean, just, it's it's kind of like, if you followed his career, I mean, it's the 04s. I mean, yeah, okay, got it. That's when you want to won a World Series. So it was cool. It was cool See, catching up. I thought up it would them. be like the, the 2010s or something for the, you know, the the division championship we won at the Reds. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, really. Was that the no. last time the Reds won a division? Uh, well, they won it in 2012. Was that with uh, Dusty? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, one of the Reds' best managers, who, of course, they, they decided to get rid of, and then he went on to you know go to the World Series a few more times and, and won it last year. But, yeah, the, the same Dusty Baker. Yeah, not uh, although I know a Reds fan, Ryan Porth, who argued with me for years and years that he was a trash manager. I was like, really? Huh. huh. How's life without Dusty been? <laughs> Brought that up quite they, often. They haven't won a whole lot since Dusty was no, there. I, I was a no. huge Dusty fan. I, I love Dusty Baker. He, 
he can come back and manage any time as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So when he left Nashville to go to Chicago, I got him a go, going away present. It was a Dusty Baker shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a chance, Kevin, last night to uh, call the LSU-Georgia game for SEC Radio. I know you've seen LSU. Uh, that, unfortunately, was the one stumble in the last nine games for Vanderbilt. But um, what did you take in in the LSU victory last night? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the prettiest game in the whole world. And you, you, that's what you're going to get. you got teams 11 and 14 doing battle uh, on Wednesday night in the SEC tournament. By the way, the crowd was fantastic last night. I, I've been to a lot of these tournaments and seen the Wednesday games lots of times. And that, that was one of the biggest crowds I've seen in there for that session. But, you know, it was a grind through part of the game. But LSU just made some big plays. Georgia came back from 12 down. They took the lead. And then, uh, really, the turning point in the game, Adam Miller hit a three and got fouled with about three minutes left and turned it into a four-point play. And, and LSU took the lead for good. They never trailed again after that. So uh, that was a big spot in the game. And um, LSU just did enough. They had some guys that uh, you wouldn't have expected have big games last night. Uh, Trey Hannibal had a double-double. And Sean Phillips, uh, also same thing. He'd had like four buckets all season. And Gosh, he had the, the game of his life out there last night. So uh, LSU... Uh, I'm sure they're feeling pretty good after the uh, the game they had last night and their their first appearance of the season in, in the uh, SEC tournament and now uh, a rematch with Vanderbilt tonight. And as you mentioned, the, the game two weeks ago down in Baton Rouge was Vanderbilt's only loss in the second half of SEC play, covering all of February and a couple games into March. So we'll see how it goes tonight. It seems like a house divided on – it depends on who you ask on really what Vanderbilt needs to do. To, to punch their ticket into NCAA tournament. I, I, I've said here this entire week, like, this game tonight is irrelevant. I hate it. But they, they can gain no ground from beating LSU tonight. It, they they just have to do it, right? They have to win. Um, but what do you think? What are you hearing with the people, the the circles that, are, you know, that are that you're talking with? What do we think? I mean, is it is it beating Kentucky? Is it further? Like, what where do you think Vanderbilt currently sits on – the committee getting in that room on Sunday and putting them in the tournament. Yeah, I think there's still work to be done. Um, but, but the whole thing to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When And this is no knock on Mississippi State or Arkansas, but Vanderbilt finished three games ahead of those two teams in the standings at 11-7 and seven versus 8-10 and 10, and beat them both head-to-head. And Mississippi State, uh, about half an hour ago, was actually you know declared in the tournament after they went over Florida and, and Arkansas. They seen it solidly in the tournament, and Vanderbilt's barely anywhere close to the bubble. And I, I went back and looked at the non-conference records, and both of those teams had some nice non-conference wins. But some of it just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially the net rankings. Uh, when you look at Vanderbilt in the low 80s, and and how some teams that have far less good-looking resumes have uh, a lot higher net numbers. So. And and a thing I always think is important to keep in mind and to remind people is that bracket projections are just that. They're projections. And I have all the respect in the world for what Joe Lenardi does. I know him a little bit. He's a great guy. And, and like Mike DeCorsi does one and Jerry Palm and lots of people do those projections. And they do a great job of it. It's very educated. It's scientific. They know what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, they're not the selection committee. And I, I think that's a very important point to keep in mind with all of this. Now, more, than, more often than not, they're right, especially about who gets in and who doesn't. They don't always have all the seeds right, but um, often they're, they're pretty close to the mark when it comes to, to predicting who's in. But back to your original question about Vanderbilt, it, it's hard to say. Um, you know, let's say you win tonight against LSU and you're able to knock off Kentucky for a second time. I think you'd like your chances with 20 wins and you know, a really good conference record and, and finishing – 
tied for fourth. They got the sixth seed, but you also remember they tied for fourth right. in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it I don't understand is why the conference records just don't seem to mean anything to anybody. Uh, if you go 11-7 and seven at a power conference, that, that's pretty darn good. Uh, but, uh, you know, Do again, you... I, I'm, not, I'm not the committee and, and neither are those folks, but uh, we'll, we'll find out for sure on Sunday. And uh, you, you never know. There are always surprises in these deals. Um, you know, I always think to, uh, of a few years back, uh, 2019, when I was with Belmont, uh, we went to a, a selection Sunday party, sort of cautiously optimistic we might have a chance, but feeling like we were probably more likely to head to the to the NIT. And about five minutes into the the selection show, our name comes up, and the next thing you know, you're on your way to Dayton to play in the first four. So yeah. you never know how these things are going to go. How much? And we've talked about this this week on the show. How much do you think, Kevin, that Jerry Stackhouse getting recognition as the SEC Coach of the Year with Buzz Williams? And Liam Robbins went in, uh, you know, some accolades as well. How much do you think those awards will help? Because again, this is the human element in a room. Do you think that'll ha- that'll help them at all? Getting those, uh, you know, getting yeah. that recognition. You'd like to think so, but I, I don't really. I don't know that it does. I mean, those are really nice things. I'm super happy for both those guys. And you know, Jordan won Player of the Week too. Jordan Wright for what he did in the, in the two wins over Kentucky and Mississippi State, but. Um, I, I don't know that the individual stuff really makes a difference because supposedly they're looking at these teams without the names attached. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know that those – again, it looks great for Vanderbilt and it's fantastic for the program. But as far as, like, actually getting selected for the tournament, it's kind of hard to say, like, what kind of impact they could have. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it does have an impact. People see those things like, okay, well, you know, if they're getting these kind of awards, then this program is, is, is doing well and on the rise. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Kevin, you said something a moment ago about uh, if you have a good record in a power conference, uh, that you should have a good chance as far as you know conference records and things like that. Help me out, man. What is a power conference right now in college basketball? What what does that mean anymore? <laughs> like, who are yeah, these people? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're more power. Co- uh, they're probably more power conference teams than, than just the five. I don't think there's any question about that. When you, <laughs> you know, when you're talking about you're talking about football, it's, it's a different deal. But when you're yes, talking about yes. basketball. I mean, you, you can look at the, the Big East and the American Conference are both really good leagues, and they have strong teams, and they're going to get multiple teams in this tournament. So, yeah, you know, but I, I guess I have more of a traditional feeling about that, and when all realignment happens again here in a couple of years, mm. no telling what it's all going to look like. But, uh, you know, I, I, think about, I think of the SEC as being a power conference, and, you know, one, one of the main leagues, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the most powerful conference overall. Uh, maybe not in basketball. I mean, Big Twelve have a case, and Big Ten's always really good. And ACC's been a little down, but you know those are, have your, been your traditional big time leagues. But yeah, I, I, I think if you're in one of the main conferences, and, and maybe more than just the, the quote unquote Power Five, and you have a winning record, I think that says a whole lot about what kind of team you have. Yeah, you know, it, it's always great to me. Sometimes the the tournament is very educational because you get to hear about conferences and schools that you didn't even know existed. Um, until they get the automatic bid, and here they are, out of you know the you know the Care Bear Conference or wherever they're from, um, which is always great. I mean, it's it's part of it's part of the game. Listen, how does Vanderbilt deal with uh, replacing? I, I you can't replace, but how do you how do you deal with the loss of of, of Robbins? Honestly, uh, you know, realistically for this team, it's so difficult, Justin, and I, I think that's you know kind of the the million-dollar question for this team is how do you work around that? Now, the, on the plus side, they've been able to win two games with, with Robbins playing a grand total of about you know four minutes uh, and at the beginning of the Kentucky game before he got hurt. 
they won that game, and they won the game against Mississippi State despite being out-rebounded 45-24. to You're not going to get out-rebounded by 21 and win very often, but Vanderbilt made a bunch of shots, and Jordan Wright made some clutch free throws at the end. And I, I think it's just going to fall more on the shooting uh, for Vanderbilt because you don't have that guy you can just throw the ball into and get you a bucket. I mean, he's so good at scoring around the rim or you know, coming off the baseline for a slam or hitting a fadeaway or stepping out and stretching the defense. You just don't have that guy, and it's it, it's tough. He's so good. He had a great year. And on both ends of the court, really, rebounding and blocking shots. He won SEC Defensive Player of the Year in the voting by the coaches. So that's just so much to replace on both ends. And, and I think you may see this team maybe go a little smaller, a little faster at times, uh, just try to get up and down the floor a little more. Quentin Malore Brown is certainly capable. He's a good big guy. He's an experienced dude. The thing that Q does is, man, he knows all the positions on the court and knows where everybody's supposed to be and you know, probably as smart a college basketball player as you're going to find. Um, I, I think he can hold his ground and give you some good minutes. Um, you know, you're going to have to rely on some others, though. It was, it was really interesting that game at Kentucky. You had Miles Studi. You know, he's kind of a, a big guard in, in a lot of ways. You have him playing the five down there against Sheboy, trying to you know deal with the most <laughs> powerful player in college basketball. Yeah. You know, Miles did the best he could, but but on the flip side of that, on the other end, you have an interesting matchup when you're on offense, and that you're going to bring that big guy out away from the basket if he has to guard your smaller five man. So uh, those things can work both ways. But yeah, it's it's so difficult to replace Lee. I mean, just you're just going to have to have some big performances out of guys. And uh, Tyron Lawrence has had a really nice junior season, and Jordan Wright has really played great in his last couple games. And, you know, you've had such consistent play out of Ezra Mignon, but you're just going to have to see more threes go in, I, th- I think, as much as anything, and then just try to try to hold your own the best you can on the glass, which is hard to do when you face you know, teams like LSU. LSU has some good big guys. K.J. Williams is, is a really talented player, and that's going to be a load again for Vanderbilt to deal with. He was tough with Robbins the first meeting two weeks ago and uh, get to face number 12 in uh, purple and gold again tonight. You know, what you said a minute ago sounded like me against John Henderson back in junior high school. I had that experience. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was basketball, basketball in basketball. It was, it was rough stuff. It was rough stuff. Um, I, w- I wanted to ask you at all if uh, Vanderbilt has, because listen, the tournament is here. It's at Bridgestone Arena. The fans are here. Does Vanderbilt have any advantage at all playing these uh, tournament games here in Nashville over the next decade or so? Uh, maybe some. I mean, I, I think there's you know there's hope that uh, Vanderbilt fans will come down. I think there'll be quite a few fans there tonight. There, there's a, you know there's such a big group of fans for all these SEC schools in this Nashville area. Uh, they have huge fan bases and alumni bases, so uh, you see groups of fans for for all the teams. But I, I think for Vanderbilt, uh, maybe the advantage is in sort of the comfort that goes with it, and knowing that you can practice in your own gym and. Um, you know, feel a little closer to home than you would be if you're playing somewhere else. Although I think a lot of times it's almost, it's almost good to go away and play in a tournament and go to another town and be in a hotel and, and you know, away from home and all those things and maybe away from some of the distractions. But, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know, like, one way or another that's an advantage or disadvantage for Vanderbilt. And, uh, like I say, all, all these teams have huge fan bases and, and have a lot of fans when it comes to this event. Uh, we know one particular team from the state to our north obviously has usually the most fans, and mm-hmm. uh, there were even some of that that team's fans in the building last night. That's always crazy to me. They're like two days away from playing, and they got already have a, a bunch of people here. Yeah, they don't mind making the drive at all. They they, they are into it down I sixty five for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Chris Beard being uh, right now? Looks like the leading candidate at Ole Miss to replace uh, Kermit Davis. 
Yeah, that's a that's an interesting decision for that school. Uh, you know, whether he's charged with anything criminally or not, uh, there's still a bad look from what happened uh, while he was coach at Texas. But um, I, I, I'm sure there's a, a lot of discussion going on in Oxford and maybe elsewhere. People are considering uh, hiring him, and yeah, we'll see if that gets done. Uh, all the best to Kermit Davis, by the way. I, I really like that guy. I've known him for, for quite a while. I know you guys have too from the time when he was at, at Middle Tennessee and I uh, just saw him not too long ago when uh, they played here with, with Ole Miss. So I wish Kermit well. Whatever's next for him, uh, hopefully, um, if he wants to coach again, he'll land on his feet, or if he wants to just uh, take some time off and enjoy his family, that, that'll be great too for him. Yeah, if you don't like Kermit Davis, that's a you problem. Yeah, absolutely. That, he, he's just uh, such a good dude. I, I've always liked him. Yeah. Enjoy the games, Kevin. Enjoy the call tonight, and hopefully you'll be on the call for a while. I hope so, too. I hope I uh, have a late game again on Friday night. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. By the way, if that does happen, it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. It should Tomorrow be. Night. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was fun. You know, Vanderbilt played Kentucky in the tournament last year down in Tampa and had to come from behind to beat Alabama in a Thursday night game to get to that Friday night against Kentucky, and it was really cranked up in there. It was super fun. So, uh, yeah, it, it'll be uh, a blast if uh, you get to that point. But for the first things first, got to try to beat LSU and just uh, – Move on to the next one and get a win tonight. No doubt. Kevin, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. See you later. Kevin Ingram, be on the call tonight. Vanderbilt and LSU. That'll be the nightcap. Um, probably tip around, I don't know, 830-ish. At this rate, yeah. 830-ish or later. They're already about you know an hour behind. They're a little behind. Uh, right now, Tennessee and Ole Miss tied at 29. With five and a half to go in the first half. We'll come back wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to jump in there and talk with us, 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show next. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more. And calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line... Drunk you doesn't make great decisions, so you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Ah, fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the multiplier instant games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're right for the picking right now. Find the Multiplier Instant Games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This responsible gaming message is brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. When you play the lottery, it's important to play responsibly. Know your limit and spend only what you can afford. Set a budget and stick to it. And remember, as long as you're having fun, you're always a winner in our book. The Tennessee Lottery is a proud supporter of National Problem Gambling Awareness Month. To learn more about problem gambling resources, visit tnlottery.com. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Patty's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Fun show today. Bronson Arroyo joined cool. us in the first hour. Kevin Ingram, we just talked with him. SEC Men's Basketball Tournament right now at Bridgestone Arena. Mississippi State came away with an overtime victory over Florida. Tennessee right now knotted up with Ole Miss 31 apiece with about four and a half minutes to go. In the first half, Vanderbilt and LSU will be the final game this evening. And uh, if Vanderbilt can find a way to win, which they should, um, they will take on Kentucky tomorrow night mm-hmm. in the nightcap. So that should be fun Jeez. as well. I was telling Justin during the break, mm-hmm. if we can't make next week work, we should probably hang it up. Because next week, you've got NFL free agency. And you've got March Madness. Woo! I mean, you can't make a talk show work next week. One of the best sports weeks of the year coming up next week. Honestly, the rest of the month should be jam-packed. Oh, yeah. With more stuff than we can try to fit in in a day. Oh, yeah. Because every team in the league, in the NFL, is going to be making moves. Uh, Then you have the college basketball uh, world coming to a crescendo uh, towards the end of the month, the beginning of April. Uh, then after that, you know, the, the NBA folks are getting into position. Uh, Major League Baseball will finally get going and, uh, you know, with the regular season. So, yeah, exciting things NHL on the horizon. Playoffs. NHL playoffs. Look, Can't forget about just, that. It's just nuts. I mean, th- like the next six weeks are 
just great. Could be jam packed. The Masters. Stuff. I mean, you, the Masters. You got it's just endless. So this is this is a good time of year. Yeah, yeah, should be very good very exciting for people. Then we get to the Mojave Desert in about you know two two months or so. Well, you know. Like once you get to June, it's like brr. yeah, you get to June brr. and then you got yeah because you got spring games. I mean, don't you just well, May, we got yeah. all kind, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. April, no April, April, you yeah. But got all yeah, kinds of stuff. You June, get to June, July, you got the NBA playoffs. You're in the middle of baseball season, and that's about it. The NBA playoffs and baseball. Yeah, hope you like baseball because that's that's what June is all about. <laughs> Looks like um, Aaron Rodgers. If you yeah. read the reports today, that yeah. the Jets are feeling pretty confident yeah. about that, which is interesting. It is interesting that they would go back down this path, and I say back down because uh, the Jets signed Brent Favre mm-hmm. in a very similar fashion a few years ago for a cup of coffee. He was one and done, right? He was one. I believe so. That he was one and done. Uh, that went on and made a little bit of a run with the Vikings uh, before it finally just fell completely off the wagon. Well, if he does go to the Jets, hopefully he will not text uh, oh, people. Oh, boy. Mm. What? Yeah. 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 So that was a problem. Yeah, it was. And for, still for is. Brett. And still <laughs> it's, it's apparently... and continued to be an issue. It was, a well, foreshadow, it was a foreshadow of things to come. There's all kinds of issues with Brett Favre right yeah, now. All yeah. kinds. That things are not good. His image is taking a quite the turn. It's taking a hit. That is for uh, sure. Yeah, that is for sure. That's putting it mildly. What do we have on the Tennessee Ole Miss game right now? Uh, what we've got right now is Tennessee up by three, 34-31 with two fifty eight to go uh, in the first half of that one over there at uh, Bridgestone Arena. Back to the phone six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's go to Tony. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, first of all, like you say, talking about what's coming up in the next six weeks. You know, yesterday I mentioned with the golf, you've got all the golf starting up, and you know, next weekend, uh, SEC baseball starts up. So I mean, man, it's a lifetime, and you know, we us old three guys, Devlin sitting over there, a little young whippersnapper. He don't remember the times when you had to try to fill talk shows with something. But now it's every day there's plenty of talk shows, plenty of stuff to talk about on these uh, sports airways. And uh, there's not much downtime anymore, is it, Darren? No, and that's a good thing. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) I've always felt this way, and I've been blessed to do this for a long time, but I honestly hated summer months. I I hated them in this market because, you know, if you're trying to be true to yourself and do it the right way, yeah, you know, because this is where people get you're tested they in this with business the, with the goofy like, stuff. Like, do I want to like yeah. do I want to go out there and start creating all this nonsense just to get people to listen yeah. and, and create attention? Or you know, you can only do Mount Rushmores for so many summers. Greatest, you know, the greatest, greatest this, the goats, greatest and that. that. It's like lists. Right. It's like once you've done all that for a long time, it's like yeah. I hate summer months, so I'm glad it's like that. Luckily, yes, is very true, Tony. There's very, very little downtime anymore, and that's a good thing. And and that's uh, that is true. Uh, is uh, is Devlin Devlin is he able to talk? And I know he's here. You know, he produces a show and has uh, screens of calls and all. Can he chime in while we're uh, 
I bring up a quick topic. Yeah, he's looking at the Cincinnati Bearcats schedule. So yeah. Well, well, I was just wondering if he was had he recovered. I'm sure he had to stay in that studio last night after that uh, 17 inning game with Vandy, uh, longest game in uh, I think Commodore history, and that was uh, I tell you what that sitting at home watching it, guys, it was it was it was uh, testing me. It was very tiring. Well, it's got to be the but longest 2-1 game in, in history. That's for sure. Five hours? Oh, no doubt. 2-1? Two, 2-1. And it was, man, it was just uh, several, both teams had several chances to, you know, put it away. But it was a, it was a unbelievable game. And, uh, you know, Darren, I got to thinking, you know, they had Vanderbilt now has had four straight no-nos, no-hitters, uh, four straight years of no-hitters. Of course, we had the COVID year in there where they didn't play, but uh, it's rare you have a team to have a no-hitter every the last four years. We've had four. and uh, Combined no-hitters. Yeah. 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 Lighter. Last year you had a combined no no, and then you had a well, they had a combined uh, no hitter yeah. this other day up there in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty remarkable on their part. And you know the whole thing about baseball is uh, you can go to a baseball game and you'll you'll see something different each and every time, and uh, that is true. That was indicative almost of last night. You had a uh, uh, the pitcher. Starting pitcher Darren and just went out and went down on his ninth pitch out of the game. Just starting the game. I mean, and that was just, it was sad for him. It was his first start and uh, to go down like that. And, uh, but I mean, it's just something constantly with, with the baseball that you see something different each and every time you watch a baseball game. And um, I just, I wanted to mention that as well. And then, uh, guys, we've been talking about it a week, two weeks, three weeks. Well, Vanderbilt, it's here tonight. they got to take care of business. And if they've been over there or all the Vandy fans been wishing we just want like another shot at LSU, well, we've got it. And they've got to take care of business tonight. And you can't leave nothing left out on the floor. You know, I mean, you got to leave it all out on the floor. You've got to take care of business tonight. And, um, Darren, there's, I think we talked about it the other day. As much as what Vanderbilt is doing, it's, they're still impacted. And this is, happens every year with all of basketball. And I'm going to hang up and let y'all talk about this a little bit. But every year, these bubble teams are impacted by games that they don't have nothing they can do with by games happening elsewhere. And uh, I just hope that uh, Bandy can take care of their business and whatever's happening can, you know, move them up the scale a little bit. I'm going to let y'all talk about that. But guys wanted to chime in. You were talking about some stuff. You know, the ball coming up is just so much going on. And, And, Darren, one other thing I was going to throw out there. Mm-hmm. When does the Grand Prix race come through Nashville? And that coming up 
First week August. Yes, yes, August. First week August. Yeah. August, that's coming up okay. Well, then our NASCAR is coming up then. Yeah, June. That comes up. Third week of June. Man, it's just something constantly. No, <laughs> Again, that's a good Unbelievable. thing. It's not a bad hey, thing. guys, looking forward to the games tonight. I know you are, too. Keep up the good work. Talk to you later. All right, thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Let's look at the line. Four and a half. Vanderbilt favored by four and a half. Okay. But that was a little. I mean, it's small, a little tight. It's little a little small. tight. But I mean, you know, that, what are you going to do? I mean, well, that scares me. That's why I'm bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, it well, me a they're also bit. playing without you know their best. I mean, well, this that's is true. That's to a come, good point. That's this a good is, point. You know, the Vegas folks are getting wind. Like, oh, yeah. what happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's well, let's true. factor that in. Yeah. By the way, we're at uh, halftime at Bridgestone, and uh, the Tennessee Volunteers are now up 39-33. Over the old Miss mm, Rebels, stretch it. Good little run there at the end. Little run there at the end. Put Van, uh, Vanderbilt. Put Tennessee up by six. Hmm. Yeah, it is. That that is the other part to this. Yeah, Vanderbilt can only control what they can control, but they also, you know, this is what's cool about this time of year is watching things unfold around them. Yeah, with teams. Yeah, knowing you know, like what did Michigan's law? Did you just scratch Michigan off the list because they lost today? That's what happens a lot, yeah. right? Like teams like go bye-bye with their losses. Upsets well, happen. And yeah. then what about the team that makes the miraculous run? Yeah. Which, you know, ironically, Jim Beheim and the, he did it forever. Yeah. But Syracuse, oh, right? yeah. if you remember, they, they were, were here. Specialist. They yeah. had some miraculous Big oh, yeah. East runs oh, yeah. in the tournament, right? They were specialists. Where they'd win five games yep. in five days yep. and punch their ticket and in the NCAA in. tournament. Yep. Yep. Or nobody was giving them a chance. Yeah. Well, they would sneak in. You look at the record. Like, what was it? Jerry McNamara? Was that his name? Like, y'all, why are y'all 17 and 16 and y'all in the tournament? <laughs> I mean, so that that's the way that would go. But it, it is special in that sense that this is the only sport that kind of allows that. You can't do this in football. Um, you know, you can't make a run in December and sneak in or a run in November and sneak in. You got to have a sustained campaign. This, you can make a run, you can get hot, players can get hurt, and all of a sudden you can find yourself uh, in an amazing position uh, in the NCAA tournament. And that's why it has the appeal that it does, I think, um, because it brings in so many people from so many different uh, parts of the country, and uh, it has that element of, of upset because you just don't know. You, you don't get to scout. You don't, you know, you got very limited tape. You don't watch these guys. So it's it's fun in that aspect. So it'll be interesting to see coming up here really well. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun. This is a great, again, this is a great time of year. Yeah. It's a great month. Yeah. It's it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a, a lot of fun to find out exactly which, which way, you know, which way the committee swings to on this particular issue uh, and how to, how to get, you know, these teams on the bubble, what do they take in consideration? Because we're still learning, by the way, from the computer switch over to the human element. We're still learning what it is that the committee really likes. And that's why picking the bubble teams are so hard because you're trying to figure out, well, what is the committee really into? Or if they keep switching members, are they into something different this year? Well, I honestly wish they would kind of come out and release things, you know, let's say a couple weeks out from – the conference tournaments, like they do in football, like they do in football, when yeah, they give the list, so you can kind of gives you an idea when they when they come out with their rankings every Tuesday night. Yeah, it kind of lets you know what they're thinking about teams a little bit, yeah. right? Kind of yeah. gives you a little insight into the room. 
with this, we don't know anything. They go in there and they shut the door, and they don't come out until they have the NCAA tournament. Yeah, until they get the bracket. The brackets are filled. Yeah. And so we don't have any idea, to your point, what they're thinking. No. You know, what, what, you know, North Carolina, all these bubble teams. Yeah, that's why they have Arkansas, the watch parties. North Carolina, yeah. Van, all these teams. Well, we don't know how they feel about them. No. No. I wish they would do something. You know, it doesn't have to be like football does it for a, a good, what do they start in like November, I think right? They start in First November, yeah. November, October, yeah. Or maybe maybe it is October. Yeah, I'm not, I can't late, remember. Late October, maybe late, November, yeah. Either way, it goes on for a bit before they get. And by the way, that, that may change when they get to 12, when yeah. you said you can't get on a run. When they go to 12, maybe you yeah, can get yeah, on a run you, and you, get you in. You might be able to do it, yeah. You know. um, because you because they'll pick the hot team. Because you know, you'll have your conference champions, and they'll probably do the at-large. And then the at-large could be a team that struggled all year and all of a sudden sneaks in at 8-4 and four because they won five they, straight right. games. Yep, After exactly starting right. at, you know— at three and four, four and four, they won their last five straight games. Now they're eight and four, and they're and they're here. You know, we're sneaking in at, at an eleven seed all of a sudden. Yeah. All right, we'll step away. We'll come back. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. We'll welcome your phone calls. More of the McFarland Show on this Thursday next. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HDTVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. There's a weekend in July where the baseball world revolves around a village in upstate New York. Baseball Hall of Fame induction weekend in Cooperstown is an unforgettable experience filled with family-friendly activities and priceless moments. Make your plans today for July 21st through the 24th for the induction of Fred McGriff and Scott Rowland as the class of 2023. Visit BaseballHall.org today for the entire schedule. See you in Cooperstown where the journey becomes legend. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. <sighs> Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. 
For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Predators make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't they're, think they're, they're, I feel oh, they'll make it but lose I feel attitude pretty, that these people well, have. Go ahead there, rah rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so, okay. What, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Balls up six at the half on Ole Miss at Bridgestone Arena. Predators tonight out on Arizona. We had a good conversation with Emma Lincoln yesterday. And they will take on the Coyotes this evening. So a good opportunity to pick up two more points in that wild and wacky atmosphere at Mullet Arena. Jeez. <laughs> I still am not. I, okay. like, I think it holds like 5,000, 4,500, yeah, yeah, 5,000. Yeah. I don't so that. along those lines, Justin. Yes. There's been some news here lately. There's things out there swirling. Now, I think the GMs are going to be meeting. They always go to a really nice, warm place. Okay. Um, typically down in Florida. I think. Sure. Um, probably really south down in Florida. Uh, palm trees, yeah. sand, yeah. ocean, salt water. Yeah. Tropical drinks. Tropical drinks. Yes. Yep. And they're going to talk about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they may be talking about that you've kind of heard being whispered or bantied around is that they're looking to maybe – expand even more Hmm. and they could be the first league to go to 34 teams 34 teams 32 right now is where the nfl sits Mm -hmm. what's the nba nba 30 30 i think 30 i think it's 30 yeah 30 mlb 30 32 32 32 i want to say 32 yeah nobody's above that no so they would be looking to go where nobody's gone so far yeah and it is interesting because you're thinking well geez you just brought in vegas yeah that's been a huge success okay yeah and now you've brought in the seattle kraken they're in year two Mm -hmm. so far that's been yes a huge success okay i get it you brought in two Markets that have done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to be embracing their new product. Yes. Uh, I think Seattle, I think everybody would view Seattle and Vegas as good sports towns, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, okay, but you just did that stuff in the last five years. Like you've added two teams. Why would you be looking to add more? It does seem like a tight turnaround. Yeah. It does. Like, okay, what's what's the rush? Well, here's the rush. Yeah. <laughs> the rush is called money. And quick money, okay? Yeah. It's quick money directly in the owner's pockets. And the league, just like all the other leagues, took a massive hit in revenue. 
during the COVID times. Yeah. Okay. A couple seasons, they didn't. It's not good no. revenue wise at all. And when you talk about Vegas coming in the league and coming in the league and saying, you know, why do you think sports betting has been so massive here? Well, Ooh. think about what it's doing for the state. Yeah. All these companies that we talk about, these sports betting outlets that you can go to, mm-hmm. they pay big bucks yeah. to the state of Tennessee. They do. To be up and operating. They do. And by the way, that's, again, quick cash. Yeah. What does the state have to do? Just say, this is what you owe us. Yeah. You can Venmo. You can PayPal. You can Apple Pay. They didn't have to set up and open up an office that they're, oh, you know. Okay. Well, maybe you have, they, to, maybe they you have to, to set up And they're having account. to hire more employees. They only had like 17, and now <laughs> they need, you know, another 25 to 30 more because of, you know, Tennesseans loving to gamble. $3.8 right. billion. Dollars That's with a B. Last year. Yeah. Almost Four billion dollars yeah. wagered yeah. in this state alone. Just in Tennessee. Just in Tennessee. So it's quick and easy money. Yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. I'm shocked Major League Baseball hasn't done this yet. I'm shocked. Well, I, I can't believe that they haven't done this yet. They said they wanted to get the A's and the Rays worked out. Well, good before. luck with that. <laughs> We've been talking about that for like 14 years. A, a, a while. Yeah. They wanted to get all that worked out. And I don't even think that was exaggerating. Probably not. I know the A's have been in flux for a very long time now. This has been going on for a long time. And and the Rays have never had a real home, even when they were, you know, even when they expanded, they never, you know, Tropicana Field was never going to be a suitable place to play baseball. Everybody knew it, and they just, you know. Have you been to either one of them? I've seen Tropicana Field from the outside. I've never been inside. I've gone to baseball games. To I have both. not been to Oakland, no. And both of them are dumps. Okay. Oakland is just a concrete stadium. It's a concrete football stadium. That's yeah. what it is. So with the old school cookie cutter. Yeah. What's crazy is it's a great atmosphere. It's a great baseball atmosphere. Hmm. Like their fans are, they're into it. Yeah. It's got a soccer feel. Dare well, they've I, been there a long I time. Dare I say a yeah. soccer feel. They've been there a long time. They have a history. They have Hall of Fame players. I mean, they've they've got the full thing they now. They are waving flags. They're singing. They're oh, yeah. beating the drums. It's a great atmosphere for playing in a dump. Yeah. Tampa, again, and I love baseball. I'm glad I went. I at least experienced them. These tra- the Tropic Canadome, what or whatever they're calling it these days. I what it was called before. It's a but dump. Yeah. yeah. It's a dump. Yeah. It's an absolute dump. Yeah. Well, I. Okay, I guess they're going to wait. How much longer do they need to wait for that? But whatever. That's okay. neither here nor there. Yeah. I can't believe they have not tried to make up the revenues lost during COVID by expanding Major League Baseball. I really, I cannot believe that they haven't done that yet. But nonetheless, they haven't. They have not. So the NHL is saying, hey, we're looking to maybe do this again. Yes. Two more times. Yes. Get to 34. What was interesting to me, Justin, mm-hmm. that one of the cities named – Yes. And the ex- possible expansion of the National Hockey League mm-hmm. is a market that's not too far from us. Is it not? It's, no. It's close by? It's about three, three and a half hours down the road. Three, three and a half Actually, hours. Actually, a little bit over three. Depending on where you're going. A little over three hours there? A little bit over three hours. Memphis? Nope. No, not Memphis. No, Memphis not is Memphis. a touch closer than that. Okay. Actually, Memphis is actually a little bit further. Depending the, on where you're going. Depending on where you're going. Like, I got friends that live in... North 
of this city. Yeah. In the northern portion of the city. Driveway to driveway, because we live south yeah. of Nashville. They oh, live yeah. north. Yeah. We can get there two hours, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Three or three hours or less. How about that? Yeah. Because you always have to go through Chattanooga, so that's always the risk. Ah, uh, down that direction. That yeah. you know, Chattanooga is always a mess. So, well, yeah, so that's at, a whole different problem. Atlanta, but Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, they are a two-time loser in the sport. Yes, which makes no sense as to why the NHL would try again in Atlanta, other than the fact that it's a large city and they really want to be in these top markets. Uh, is what I'm guessing here uh, for them. Now. Atlanta is interesting. I think you also mentioned Houston as a possible spot. Here, here is, here's my thing, and this is what I find very interesting about the NHL and their expansion. Over the past few years, some of the things the NHL has done has been a very cool thing in that they have given teams, or given cities rather, their very first shot at professional sports. Nashville is one of them. Um, before the Titans got here, the Predators played their first games here in Nashville, even before the Tennessee Oilers did, um, even though we knew the Oilers were coming and all of that. But, you know, it was the Predators that really kind of made Nashville a professional sports team, quote-unquote, um, because we got the expansion, got the stick, and got the arena up, and they came in and played. Columbus, Ohio is another place. Columbus, Ohio doesn't have... Any other professional sports, they've got Ohio State, which some people will say, well, that's professional enough. We don't need anything else. Um, but Columbus is the only professional sports team in uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets in there in Columbus, Ohio. Raleigh, North Carolina is another place uh, where the Hurricanes uh, were, were playing you know, quite a bit. And, so, and that was the only professional sports team. Well, they play next door to the football stadium. Yeah. That's their arena. That, that, well, so, so that was it. So... What I find interesting is that the NHL would go into these... Uh, Las Vegas is another one. Las Vegas was the uh, first professional sports team there in Las Vegas. They were there before the Raiders were. The the Golden Knights were. They were there they were the slightly first. there before the Raiders. And I said, once they open that door, they're going to be a four-sport oh, town oh, soon. before long. Yep. Guaranteed. And it's coming. Guaranteed. Now, I find it interesting that the NHL would choose, so far on the limited list that we've had, all these cities that are established and not want to go to a place where there is nothing. Um, because places like Houston, they've got plenty of sports. Atlanta's got plenty of sports. I believe Kansas City was on the list. Kansas they've City. already got uh, two professional teams there, a mm -hmm. third if you count the MLS team. So I find it interesting that uh, the NHL wouldn't want to go to, say, in Austin, Texas, um, mm. which is a really nice big city. Um, that does not have professional sports. A They've lot got like the, Nashville, right? A lot like Nashville. Yep. People love to go there. You got it. Yep. Live music scene. Live music, Lots yep. of bars. Food. All that stuff. Yep. Now, I don't know what the arena situation is like in Austin, but I find it interesting that they wouldn't target a city like that that, again, does not have professional sports uh, anywhere. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky is another one. Now, the problem with Louisville is you got a lot of cities around it that always fight them for professional sports, but they don't have professional sports in Louisville. And they're a city that's a medium-sized place that could probably support something smaller, not some, you know, not 70,000-seat NFL team. But if you need to put you know 12,000 people in an arena, maybe basketball is a little bit too much because it's a competition thing. I'm just throwing it out there. There are other cities around that are either one sport town or – you know, no sports town 
that I think the NHL could do well in versus some of the more established places trying to go in and get a foothold in a place that has long established traditions with other sports that you've never been into before. Yeah. Let's go to Nate. He wants to weigh in on this. Nate, what's up? Hi, guys. Um, I am an avid listener to obviously you all show and 32 Thoughts with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick. And they brought this up on the last 32 Thoughts they did. I think it was on Monday. And what Elliot said was part of the reason they're discussing um, Atlanta is because of the three-letter TV station, TNT. And that's what the a lot of the games are telev- televised on on the national stage. So I don't know if that really has a huge uh, factor, if it is a huge factor. Was TNT going to buy 10,000 season tickets? Well, I'm just, I was just saying, I was just letting y'all know what they said. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that, which I get it. Yeah. Turner Broadcasting. I mean, I get it, but I mean, they've been a two time. Has there ever been a city that got three bites of the apple? Which, by the way, Turner was there for the other two teams as well. Well, it's not like Turner was an upstart team from somewhere. Well, the games weren't on TNT. No, no, I I understand. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. But if that's the case, (laughs) then shouldn't there be professional sports teams in Bristol, Connecticut, since ESPN airs a lot? Well, yeah, the Whalers were nearby in Hartford for a little while. True, true. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, I know that Atlanta has had their crack, and I think it'd be cool to have another team so close. But, yeah, I don't don't know how I'd do. What what else were they saying about possible – what's realistic? What what were some other – some other real markets that, that who who's the leader in the clubhouse? Did they say? I don't know that they specifically said a leader in the clubhouse, but they did say Houston is a big yeah. um is a big catch. But I think they were saying that the Rock they had meetings with the Rockets to share the arena uh-huh. and the Rockets aren't that interested. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So it would have to be it would have to be um, outside. So of, they need to buy Joel Olstein's church from him. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, the old summit. The yeah, old that, summit. The no. old summit. No, that's not. No, Joel is not giving it back. He's not I, gonna give it back. He <laughs> preaches about that every chance he gets. <laughs> Nothing against Joel. I'm not trying to come against Joel. I'm just saying that he, Joel is not, not shy. Joel is not shy. Okay. About talking about. Turn it the old the uh, the old compact center as he says. Uh, <laughs> into Not the, even for the love of the city to the bring Lakewood back Church. NHL uh, to know, the city. No, I, I just don't see okay. it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I mean, that's all. Uh, that's all I got for y'all. But all right, yeah, Nate, good stuff. My, Thank you, Nate. Yeah. Appreciate y'all have it. A good day. Yeah. You, you too. too. That's interesting. It uh, is interesting. And, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think about something. Yeah. Um, there's only one team in Texas, if you're the NHL, and they've got three fairly major markets there. Yeah, um, a fourth if you add if you add Austin, San Antonio, San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas, and there's only one NHL team. Yeah, um, so it would, it, you know, I understand why Houston makes sense. And I, Houston's I do. a ma- is the biggest. Oh man, it's a massive market. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
But top five, six in the country, right? For TV, uh, five, yeah. Five, five yeah. or six, yeah. yeah. No, it's big. Let's sneak in one more before we get out. Kenny sure. the Mailman. Kenny, what's up? Kenny. Hey, for the Super Jeopardy uh, award-winning question, here's the team that has had three bites at a, a Ooh, franchise. I want to hear it. Washington baseball. They were the Senators, then the left to go to the Rangers, and now they got their third team. Hmm. They had, that this was the Nationals or the is the third bite? Yes. He's, he's, did, he's you right. didn't know that? He's right, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, hey, it was very short lived. Says it's so. It's so. It, it was. See y'all later. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thank Kenny. Kenny. It was a very short lived little time in the middle there. Okay. Um, I, but yeah. All right. Yeah, he's he's right though. It, it didn't last long. Well, I'm not questioning Kenny. I know Kenny knows. Oh no, stuff. Kenny. Kenny's, Kenny's but that list is really small. Third. Three bites at the same apple. Yeah, where it didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, not even not even St. Louis has had three bites at the NFL. They've you know, they've had no, two. No, they've here. had two. They've had two. And they just hadn't I'm sure if Atlanta gets an NHL city for the third time or gets an NFL, NHL team bleh, for the third time, yeah. I'm sure St. Louis is gonna tell the NFL, hey, hey, what we got we still have the Dome sitting yeah, here. We deserve another crack at we, it here. We can put a football team in there. We got room. Come on down. I mean, we don't need them to be called the Rams. No. No, we can. We, we got things we in can fact, do. In fact, they don't need to be called the Cardinals either. No. No, we, don't, we, have, we'll, we have any We'll come up with something new. We'll come up with something brand new. Whatever y'all want to do, just bring it on back. We still have the Dome yeah. sitting here. We can renovate. I'm sure they've got rodeos. Something. Stuff in there. It's going to be interesting to see what the NHL does. It, it really will. I, I, and... I know there are other places. Portland, Oregon's only got one team there. Yep. Uh, Sacramento, California, places like that with only one team, even though the Sharks, I guess, are close. And that's the other thing. You have to look yeah. at the proximity yeah. and see where you're biting the fan base from and who's not going to like certain things. Um, but it's 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 interesting. It'll be interesting to see who would rise up I would uh, think take a crack at somebody. If you were going to go that route, you'd probably give it to San Francisco before you give it to Sacramento. Probably, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I know, I, I know, it's two teams in Northern California, but just really expensive to operate anything well, in San Francisco. I don't, I don't know about, about that. that. You're right about that. All right, Tennessee up by eleven. Up by eleven. Vols starting to put in cruise control. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We look forward to wrapping up the week with you tomorrow, starting at two. We'll see you then.